This is Kari Gale. And this is Tony Critz. Welcome to the Pilgrim Lost Podcast, a space for those who wander and wonder. Okay. <laughs> That's my attempt to infuse energy. Hello, Ooh, Kari. I feel, I feel so energized now. Do you? Just awake, vibrant. Happy no, days. Not Happy really. May. It is May. It's May May. 3rd. May 3rd, right? Sure. May 3rd. Well, I think it's because tomorrow is May 4th, and that's always a big thing for Star Wars fans, you know? May the 4th. Right. So it's coming up tomorrow for all of those folks who need to know about that. So um, Good, because we'll be publishing on the day we publish this. It will be May the 4th. Be with you. Maybe we should just name the episode that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> maybe so um before we got on we were talking about pain and i this whole like it trying to be active thing when you're getting old and the body starts to ache i mean i i can't do anything without pain my left foot hurts all the time i maybe put in like 25 miles this week maybe walking and Ooh. maybe 20 kayaking but i, I don't want to do much more than that well i was really excited because yesterday I went hiking with my sister for about five miles up in, I always say it wrong, Tryon, Tryon, Tryon Creek area in Lake Oswego. Okay. And um, I was able to hike without pain for the first time in about a year. And Hallelujah. it was, I, I, it was so amazing because it's not, I would, it's not just that like, oh, I'm aching. It's literally pain that stops you in your tracks and you can't right. move. And so it was such a, I kept waiting. I was like, I'm not going to say anything about it till we get back to the car. <laughs> and then we got back to the car and I was like, <laughs> you don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. And I was so excited just because I feel, I mean, walking and hiking and trekking, of course, has been such a huge part of my life these yeah. last few years. And I feel like that, um, I was talking about the idea of identity and how much, how many times that we don't realize how, how certain things have really impacted our identity. And I feel like, especially, you know, we talk about the Camino so much and that's the, that was the, the inspiration for this podcast that I really was mourning this idea that if I couldn't go on a trek again, what, what would that mean? What would that mean about who I am? And so I, um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful with this, this short little hike I went to, you know, and I used to think, oh, five miles big deal, whatever. Good and now shot. I'm like, five miles. I made a it. A mere quarter miles. of a day on the Camino. Pshaw. Pshaw. No, it was a big deal for me. I felt like it was a big deal. So good. That's, that's great. I'm really happy. I know your back has been a real wrestle. It has. It has. So, so uh, before we bring on today's guest, you got anything for me? Well, actually I do have a funny story that I oh, good. experienced yesterday that I wanted to share with you because I wanted to get your opinion if this has ever happened to you because it's never happened to me. So I'm in my tiny house in my bed. It's about six o'clock in the morning. And I hear this thump, 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 thump. Really? Now I have squirrels that hop off the trees and land on my tiny house roof. And then they skitter down, they'll down the, down the roof. And I'm very used to that sound, but this was a very pronounced thump and it kept going on and on. So I finally get out of bed and I go over and I look at my kitchen window and I have a blind on that window because it kind of looks on someone else's yard. And I, I take the blind down just a little bit. And there is a bird who is running itself into my window repeatedly. 
head into that window, flies away just a tiny bit, back again. Wow. For about two hours. Two hours it did this. And I'm, a, I've never had this happen before. And I'm like, little yeah. bird, go away. You're hurting yourself. Like, you know what kind of bird? Away. It was just a little brown, like robin looking bird. I'm, I don't know birds. Um, right. I know you more, you're more into birds. Uh, it was just a little tiny bird. And I thought, oh, he must be like, I think there's something there. Like it's, it's, it's a mate. Can he see a reflection? But two hours of this. And um, by the time I was like, go away, little bird. <laughs> I think it's a quarantine metaphor. <laughs> Tell me, what does it mean? Just re just repeatedly like running into a wall and going nowhere. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, is this like the universe trying to tell me something about my life? <laughs> it's a visual metaphor. <laughs> I, I was really strange. It was very strange. But yeah, finally. And then this morning, I heard a thump and I'm like, oh God, no. Did it twice and then went away. So maybe he learned. Maybe we can learn. We can maybe learn. Maybe we can learn. Yes. We only have to hit our head for two or hours and then we'll go, okay. Let's hope so. Try something else. So yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I've never seen that happen before. Well, um, so I I I we talked about I, I walk about the city from yes. time to time. I'm known to <laughs> stroll about town and one of my favorite routes takes me takes me past the house of today's guest and i often look in like some crazy person look in the windows hoping to just wave at lisa and scott and their house and our guest today is my friend lisa klossner hey tony hey car is so fun to be here welcome lisa thanks for being on pilgrim Loss with us I'm very excited about it. So Lisa is a wife and she's a mother and she's an entrepreneur and she is quite uh, quite the Camino lover. Hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to interrupt because I'm such a fangirl. So Lisa is, when Tony said Lisa is a mother, she's the mother of the all the girls, the lovely ladies, I should say the women, the strong, independent women in the band, Joseph, who I'm a huge fan of and have regularly on my, I have a Joseph radio on my Spotify and I love their music and, um, and Lisa's their mom. Oh, that's very fun. Thanks, Kari. They, yep, I am definitely their mom and they just happen to all be here right now. And so we had the incredible pleasure of Scott and I of listening to them um, sing through some of their new songs for their new album that's going to be coming oh out. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so jealous. That's so cool. So fun. Yeah, it was amazing. So yeah. Yep. Very fun to have them being in the band, Joseph. It makes our life uh, just really fun, brings a lot of aspects and elements into it that we wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. That's cool. So Lisa, we, uh, you know, we always talk about how Pilgrim Loss is inspired by the community of Santiago, but focused on everyday life. And um, so we, I definitely want to get to the everyday life part and some of the adventures you've been having this last year. But before we do that, Let's start with the Camino part. Can you tell us a little bit about your Camino story? Like, how did you find out about it? I know you've been a couple of times. Tell us, can you tell us just a little bit about it? Absolutely. Yeah, I, um, so I would say that I am definitely one of those pilgrims that the Camino called. And I think it was 
gosh, maybe like 20 years ago, I was standing in a group of people. Um, I knew one of them, but I didn't know the rest of them. And this one gal was talking about this pilgrimage she'd walked in Europe. And I don't remember a lot of details. I remember it was in Europe. I remember she was following the path of some saint. I thought it was like St. John or something. And um, I just got this visual in my mind of um, this like field and a path going through it and me walking down it. And it was super simple, but it just never left me. And of course, at that time, our kids were young. And so it was just kind of like, wow, that sounds really cool. And then I turned 60 in 2017 and I decided a couple years prior to turning 60 that I wanted to do something that would um, make a proclamation to me and to my family that although I was moving into my 60s and what I would say, you know, the later part of my life, that I wanted to continue to stay strong mm. and relevant and active and you know, just, just continue to be a strong person who doesn't just go, oh, well, you know, now I can relax and, or do whatever. So it was just really important to me to go, oh my gosh, I'm not going to like go, okay, 60. I want instead to just rev things up, you know? Yeah. So I, I didn't really know what I was going to do, but I think, I think that the first thing as with so many of us, I watched The Way. So with Martin Sheen and Milo Estevez. And uh, I, uh, I just, I, it kind of came back to me like, wait a second, is that that thing that I cataloged oh so many years ago in my mm-hmm. brain? And so I watched it and I just was instantly like, I'm going to do this at some point. So I started researching and I I literally researched and planned my trip for two years. I didn't know like who would go with me or, you know, I didn't know a lot of the details, of course, but I knew that in September of 2017, I was going to head to Spain and do this walk. So anyway, I had a great time planning it and just became super obsessed with pilgrimage and trekking before I ever went and just thought, I really think this is something that once I do it, I'm going to probably be obsessed with. So had you done any long distance trekking before? Were you a hiker or, you know, what was kind of your background with walking and hiking? Sure. I, um, in my late teens, twenties, I did a lot of backpacking, a lot of backpacking. Um, but I really hadn't done a lot up till then. And honestly, the thought of, gosh, could I, can I walk five miles? Like you said, <laughs> you know, can I do that? And then, you know, when you get to five, then you're just wondering, could I really do 15 to 20 miles every day? So, but yeah, I just, I honestly, I listened to every podcast I could get my hands on and just really got really excited about it. So I ended up going and uh, the, when I went, our son Ryan went with me and then my husband Scott joined us about 10 days later and then we did it together. And I did in fact become obsessed. I was one of those that when I got to the end, I just wanted to turn around and Mm. go backwards or go back to the beginning and start over. So I was immediately trying to figure out when can I go again? It's great. So it's great. Well, we we could, We could ask you so many questions about the experience and, um, but the, the real excitement to get you on was, um, 
you you literally tried to bring the Camino back to Portland this last year, you and a couple friends. And I just wanted to hear you talk about that a little bit. Um, I've never done a virtual Camino. I'm not completely sure what it is. I tried to look it up online. So like, what is it? How did that happen? Explain this to me. Sure. So I had planned on walking the Camino. Actually, our son Ryan and I, we were going to watch uh, walk the Camino Portugues together. And um, obviously that didn't happen, you know, because we were all in lockdown. Right. And so I was just itching to figure out, you know, what could I do? And so I had done it. There's an app called uh, my mission, I think it's called my mission and it's their challenger walks. Um, so I had done one, a virtual one on Hadrian's wall, like yeah. before that. Yeah. And um, so I just got to thinking and I, and I, when I saw that they had put the Camino walk up there, I was like, I would never do that because I've been on the Camino and I would not ever do like some virtual walk on the Camino, you know? So, but I was, <laughs> I'm laughing because I totally know that feeling. Like, I think, I think I, someone had, I think the, one of the, one of the agencies that did it, um, I, I saw something online and I thought exactly that same thing. So I'm so curious to hear your story. Cause I, that was my first instinct. Like, no, no, I can't possibly do something virtual when you've done it before. Yeah. So carry on. <laughs> like, no, I'm a real pilgrim. I would never. <laughs> right. <laughs> So anyway, I just, uh, I, I started thinking about it and just thought, you know, I really did want to walk the Camino this year. And so I was thinking maybe I could do that and um, invite a few friends to do it with me and, and then kind of walk through my journal and my photos and hmm. the friends that came along with me, there were four other women. And, um, and so, and they had never been on the Camino. So I thought, well, this would be kind of cool. And I asked them, would you like to for me to share like my experience and my pictures as we walk to make it kind of more real. And they were like, yeah, totally. So anyway, we decided to do that. And, and I have to tell the beginning of it, cause Tony, you were, it's so crazy. This is the crazy, the Camino provides experience, even though we were home. So the four of us met actually just two of us met cause the other two gals joined later on my porch to kind of do a Camino kickoff. And I had bought wine, Ramon Bilbao, which is something that we drank all along the way and had Spanish tapas and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we were all sitting out there enjoying our wine and tapas and talking about our Camino. Well, who happens to walk by but Tony Criz? <laughs> and I saw wine and tapas and I was like, hello, Lisa. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. And so I was like, Tony, what are you doing? Get up here and have a Camino meal with us, have a pilgrim blessing for us. Mm. And so he, um, we asked him to share his, some of his uh, pilgrimage stories on the Camino. And then I asked him if he would give us a pilgrim blessing. And it was just so cool and such a beautiful start to this virtual Camino. It felt very real to me, like, oh, we are going to walk this pilgrimage, you know, this Camino pilgrimage. And mm. so anyway, and then I made this post about, um, you know, you don't have to be on the, you know, on European paths and you don't have to be walking with, you know, people from other countries, you know, a pilgrimage is a pilgrimage, you know, regardless of where you're walking. So, um, and uh, so anyway, we got started and the plan was uh, that we would walk for, 
think it was four and a half, five months. And the average was like three miles a day. And so we got started on that. Well, I had started a business like about four months. Sorry, just really quick on the mechanics, Lisa. So does the app basically like keep a catalog of how many miles you've walked? And so you're, you're basically adding up miles until you get to some sort of goal. Is that kind of the mechanics of it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, that's the thing about this is that you put in your miles every day, but then the thing about it is, is if you're behind, it tells you. It's like, oh, come no. on, Lisa, you've only got X number of miles to go. You can do this. Get out there. So for me, I, I love that motivation because I'm, you know, easily distracted with other things in life. So, yes. So I really recommend it, that app. I mean, honestly, it costs about $40 to do a walk. So it's a little bit expensive, I think. But, um, you know, it's it is it's really it's nice if you need the motivation for it, which I did so. And what's the name of the app again? I, you know what, I should have looked it up. It's called the mission. I think it's called the mission. I'll, I can tell it to you if you want to put it in show notes or something. I can oh, give great. it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So how was the experience? Tell us about it. Yeah. So the experience was, it started out so awesome. And I uh, just was clicking along with an average of three miles a day and stuff. And then I had started a business and on my business, I've been a theater teacher. And so I started this theater subscription box for kids in June of last year. And I had no idea that at Christmas, I was just going to get slammed with orders and how busy it would be. So basically I just, I could not get out there and it was very frustrating to me. And I felt like I was failing and, you know, like everybody else was passing me on my app. And I kept looking at the app going, Oh my gosh, they're like 20 miles ahead, then 30 miles ahead. And, you know, I got as far behind as almost 80 miles, which on the Camino, that's just, you know, a few days, but you know, when you're walking three miles a day, that's a lot. And so I, I literally did not walk uh, November or December at all. Mm. So I felt like, wow, I put this thing together. I had all these big plans, but now I've failed mm. and everybody's passed me, which I mean, the whole thing about the Camino, that's not what it's about. It's not a competition. You know, it's about walking, being present, enjoying your time. So anyway, so um then how did how did you how did you process that how did you process that you had invited these three other people were they all keeping up and you were the only one not and i i know i know you're a pretty driven person so how does that feel to like not keep up with it like how tell, tell us about that yeah it was hard and honestly it was kind of a like a push me pull you type struggle where in my mind i was like that you have been on the Camino. This is, it's not about competition or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's about just taking what comes to you in every moment and day to day and living into it and, you know, accepting it and all that. But the other part of me was like, these guys are passing me. They're freaking way ahead of me. And I am never going to catch (laughs) up. And one of my really dear friends and walking partners, Carolyn Khalil is just like, click, click. She's like the tortoise in the hair. She's tortoise. Every day I would go three months, three months. I'm like, God, Carolyn, stop. Just wait for me. I'm your friend. (laughs) But you know, it just, uh, it just didn't happen. So, so I really got to thinking, you know, I, I failed on this pilgrimage thing. Now to me, it's become like a competition, if not with them, at least for myself. 
because mm. I wanted to finish like I wanted to finish by the date. So, but that meant in come January, I was over 80 miles. I was almost a hundred miles behind. So, um, so I just started walking again and I would walk like actually more miles than my body was really geared up to walk. Um, but I did end up, I did end up um, continuing to walk. And after January is when I started processing the whole thing and just thinking, you know, I mean, honestly, pilgrimage is life, right? Yeah. And so right. it's just like, it's just like anything in life. You're going along and you anticipate that your life is going to go this way. And then something happens and you either get slowed down or simply stopping the tracks. Hmm. And, you know, that's, that's never fun to experience. And so it wasn't fun for me in that walk to have coordinated it, been so excited, anticipated a certain expectation, and then to have it just like completely fall apart for me. So that's, that's what I was processing in the walk. So just trying to figure out. It's almost like you, it sounds like you felt this responsibility to be this example. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm trying to talk a couple of my friends into walking the Camino with me. So that was also a piece of it, wanting to like make this an amazing experience for them so that they would come with me sometime. That's so great. You know, there's a couple themes that um, I'm that have come up on this conversation, Lisa, that I think are some of those important themes that uh, that we've tried to kind of process as a community. And one of them is this idea of being like, I'm a, I'm a real pilgrim, you know, and that, that, that really weird, um, almost competitive way of thinking about pilgrimage, you know, and, and I find those feelings rising up inside of me, you know, as I walk out, cause, as, cause when people hear about the community of Santiago, everybody says, Oh, I want to go, or I went, I did three days and seven miles, you know, and I'm just like, is that really the deal? Or, you know, I went and I rode a bike and I'm like, is that the real, you know, I want to compare my, or say that something's real and something's not. And, oh, what garbage, you know? And I think part of Pilgrim Lost uh, as a, as a community and even as a title is Kari and I have really wanted to fight against that hubris in us and just go, let's just find out how to invite the greatest multitude of people at whatever level they're able to, to get involved. And when we receive like emails and stuff, so much of it's about, you know, could, could I do this? How far could I go? Is it possible? I don't know if I could carry a backpack, you know, those sorts of things that we hear from people all the time and really wanted to, to just go, no, being a pilgrim is life, life. Like you said, life is a pilgrimage and trekking is just one example of that and it's a metaphor but just like life we can all participate you know and then i love the thought that um that you realized that even though it hadn't gone the way that you wanted it to go that you pushed through those expectations and reworked them and found value in the end and i think that's what i'd love to hear about it's just kind of like now that it now that you've completed it you've completed it right you've got mm-hmm, your yes. virtual compostela um, I got a big, big shiny medal in the mail. You did. <laughs> oh my gosh. With well, a ribbon sh- around my neck. 
Wow. You'll have to show it to me exciting. one of these days when I walk past. Uh, I will proudly. But what, um, what are your thoughts about the experience now after it's over, after you've accomplished it? Yes, after I've accomplished it. Um, you know, if I can just harken back really quick to one thing, Tony, it, that is so true. I went on my original Camino with that same thought. I will be the the quintessential pilgrim. I will stay in the albergues. I will never send my back pack ahead. I will do all of this stuff, you know, because I'm going to be the true pilgrim. Mm. But as I got along the way and um, realized, you know, the, it's no, there's no shame in sending your backpack ahead. There's no shame in having to take a taxi one day because you're injured. You know, there's no shame in it. And mm. so on the Camino, I was able to let all that stuff go. But it's so funny because I really haven't thought about it till just a second. But on that virtual one, I, I, I should have, you know, thought back to that, you know, but I didn't because I, I really wanted to kind of not be the leader of this Camino, but to just finish it for myself and have this be an amazing experience. So, um, wow. I would say, um, what did I, what did I learn from it? Is that what you were asking? No, it's what are your takeaways? You know, you did this virtual, you brought the Camino home. You, you, you did, you did accomplish it. You did finish it. You got your shiny medal. (laughs) You had a chance to do it with friends. I mean, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I, so my, my time on my walks through the neighborhood were all pretty much by myself. And so I, I feel like, honestly, it was such an amazing place to process this past year and everything that's happened. And, um, you know, once I was able to get on the other side of feeling like a failure and then, you know, was just, you know, trying to, to walk again, because I love to walk. I would walk like you do, Tony, like every single day, you know, 10 miles or whatever it is you do. Um, so I, uh, I was just able to really process not just um, the situation and me getting all messed up because I didn't, it didn't, you know, turn out to be what I wanted it to be, but also gave me the chance to process everything going on in our culture with everything, everything, you know, and it caught, and another thing that I really was able to press into was as I was walking, I was realizing I don't want to be just, you know, into myself, listening to my podcast, listening to Gregorian chants, which I listen to a lot when I'm walking, but to keep my eyes up and look mm. at people who's on my street that I'm walking by, you know, can I pull my Air- AirPods out and start a conversation with this person? And so I feel like for me, it was, it really turned out to be an opportunity to process, but an, also an opportunity for me to engage with a lot of strangers and people that, you know, just happened to come along my path hmm. and see what was happening with them. So, yeah. And I mean, of course, there's still a few people in our group that haven't finished it at all because c- they had different circumstances, but um, it's, you know, it's just, it is what it is. And it's just, it's life, you know, it's pilgrimage. That's the thing we love about it. It's such a representation of life, you know, and what do we deal, how do we deal with these things that come up in our lives suddenly that we're not expecting, you know, how present are we in our lives day to day? Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting because that decision to accept the limitation is in many ways such a 
for me, it was such a powerful thing to have to do at the end of my first Camino. My feet were so bad. My sister continued on to Finisterre and I really wanted to go because we had sort of decided that was really the official end. And I had to stop and I had to say, no, I, I can't, I can't go on. And like that moment of saying, no, I'm not going to go on was probably the, like from an emotional standpoint was the hardest decision to make that felt the most powerful, like me accepting my limitations. And it sounds like in that same processing of your limitations, because you have this business that blew up, it sounds like, which is amazing, but it was this, you know, is that plan that here's the perfect plan of what I'm going to do and being able to accept that limitation and not shame yourself in the process of it, but kind of celebrate the fact that you're able to, you can pivot, you can, um, totally you know, change your, change your path. And I feel like that's so powerful. And just on behalf of the whole community, um, you could have spun your story. I made this plan. I accomplished it in the midst of it. I started a business. We got done. I got my medal. I'm an amazing pilgrim. I'm a pilgrim at home. You could have told the story that way, but you led with, I had grandiose expectations for myself. And I let myself down and you, you let us walk through those feelings with you. So good. Like we need to be able to do that with one another and just go, God, you know, it's it's not turning out the way that I thought. And what do I do with my feelings? I feel like so much out there in the world right now is this story, even, you know, social media is like, look at this amazing thing I've done. Look at this amazing built, you know, business I've built. Look at all the fantastic accomplishments I've, I've, done in this past year. I've baked bread. I've become a better person. I've lost weight. (laughs) And I think, you know, for most people, we need to hear the stories of, Hey, I tried this and it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. I mean, we have to hear those stories because that's what we're all experiencing. And those are the things that inspire us, honestly, is okay. Then I picked myself up again and I, and then I finished it and I did it in this different way than I had intended. Yeah, that's, that is so true. And I actually, it's funny that you say that, especially you mentioned social media, because I have a Facebook page specifically for my trekking, um, Camino Klausner. And so I had posted like this big thing, oh my gosh, look what we're doing now. And um, then, you know, I maybe made two posts after that. And then it was just like, silence on my Facebook. And so just posted, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, um, I finished my walk, you know, I will um, be posting pictures and comments later. Well, I haven't gotten back to it. So maybe what I need to go back and say, I failed. Hey, (laughs) you know, so which anyway, I, it is true. I mean, people want to hear because that's what we live in our lives. A lot of times it didn't meet your expectations, but you reimagined a new ending, you know? And so I think it's, it's honesty and hope. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I think you just can post this, um, post a link to the pod when it comes out and say, Hey, if you want to hear what happened in my story, here's a podcast to listen to. Great idea. I'll do that. I'll do it for sure. Yeah. I love that. So we've been, uh, we've been cheerleading you now and doing more talking than you. Is there uh is there any last thoughts you have, Lisa, that you'd like to share with us? Anything you haven't had a chance to say that you'd like to share? Well, let me think here. Yeah, I just, uh, I really am, I mean, obsessed is the only word 
I can think to use, but I'm very obsessed with pilgrimage and trekking. And I would encourage anybody, regardless of, uh, you know, I know for me, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Um, so uh, something about walking is amazing in the ability for you to be able to process your life and um, just kind of learn who you are. And so I would just encourage anybody at all, if you have any inkling of interest in walking, trekking, pilgriming, go for it, figure it out, learn about it and just start walking, go out and walk around your block and just every day or every few days, just add some miles and learn, listen to Pilgrim podcast, uh, the community podcast with Dave Whitson is, is so amazing too, about specifically the community Santiago and other pilgrimages. So I would just say, if you have any inkling, go for it, just get your shoes on and start walking. So great. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. So fun to talk with you guys. And Kari, it's always great to be with you. Thanks so much. And um, I'm so glad that Lisa joined us. Um, you've got uh, you've got another workshop coming up. I do, yeah. Travel, travel have, journal workshop. I have some more spots in my May workshop, which is coming up on May 22nd. And so um, just a few more weeks to, to register for that. So I'd love to see some folks there. Um, in my last workshop, it was, it was awesome. I had about five folks that came through our Pilgrim Lost community to the workshop. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. So for those summer adventures, you want to get some ideas on travel journaling, um, check out carigale.com. And again, travel journaling isn't just for when you're in Spain. It can nope. be for, you know, walking in the park in your local town. It can be in your neighborhood. It can just be that strange thing that catches your eyes. You're out and about the unexpected thing and stopping for a minute, sketching an old church or whatever, whatever catches your eyes. So um, there's a lot there. Well, um, thanks so much everybody stay stay tuned we'll be bringing you a new podcast every couple of weeks and um, blogs on the off weeks and we're just so thankful to all of you um, any way you want to stay involved um, just let us know thanks so much thanks for getting lost with us thank you for walking with us to stay connected visit us at pilgrimlost.com please comment share and respond.